Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Divine House Reads The Divine Comedy with your hosts, Lucy and Elaine. We're so excited to be here with you today. JK, we're both kind of really <laughs> tired. We're both retired, and it's Ooh, a day. Outside. Two, people. Two people outside. Wow. We could play our game where we scream and see if they can hear us. That's true. That's, That's a really truly, fun game that we play yeah. Here in the living room, maybe we shouldn't talk house. about that to our with our listeners. Oh. Um, hi, Maury. So another special guest. Another special guest. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so today we'll be reading Canto Four. Canto Four. Canto IV. Remember that we where we left like off, like an IV drip. It's not like that. Where we left off was Dante. Uh, was Dante. Um, he had just crossed the river Acheron with Charon, who has the flaming eyes. Oh, I didn't remember that. Didn't they cross it? I thought they had to. I mean, how else are they going to get around? Well, he's, he just faints at the end. Yeah, okay. okay I think they cross, cross it. Okay. I think they cross it. And then there's this reddish light, this red flash, and he falls asleep while he faints. So now... We are about to enter the first circle of hell. Oh my god. All right. Okay. A heavy clap of thunder. I awake. Oh no, sorry. I awoke <laughs> from the deep sleep that drugged my mind, startled the way one is when shaken out of sleep. I turned my rested eyes from side to side, already on my feet and staring hard, I tried my best to find out where I was, and this is what I saw. I found myself Upon the brink of grief's abysmal valley that collects the thunderings of endless cries. <laughs> so dark and deep and nebulous it was. Try as I might to force my sight below, I could not see the shape of anything. Let us descend into the sightless world, began the poet, his face with deathly pale. I will go first, and you will follow me. And I, aware of his changed color, said, But how can I go on if you are frightened? Okay, that's <laughs> But how can I go on if you are frightened? You are my constant strength when I lose heart. Okay, so Virgil is actually really scared. Well, let's okay, see. Well, and he to me, the anguish of the souls that are down here paints my face with pity, which you have wrongly taken to be fear. Let us go. The long road urges us. He entered then, leading the way for me down to the first circle of the abyss. Wow. Okay, so Virgil isn't scared. Heavy drama. He's actually pitiful. He's very pitiful. He's full of pity. He might be a little scared. Well, Let's be yeah, honest. maybe he's like, what, me? No, I'm not scared. It's kind of like when you see someone, you're like, hey, like, you look really tired today. And they're, and they're like, like, oh, I'm, I'm not, not tired. Makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then actually, you're like, that does happen to me a lot. And then you're like, like, wow, I'm kind of an asshole for telling them that they, that they look tired. Mm-hmm. I should get a better filter. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think to myself. Okay. Um, okay, so he wakes up with this clap of thunder. There's a little drawing here in Elaine's version that says, wah, and it's like a bunch of people screaming. So he peers into this dark abyss. There's all these cries. Virgil says, let's descend into the sightless world. So we have this idea of darkness. It's inscrutable. You can't see anything. But also there's a repetition of the idea of waking. Yeah. Like from the first canto. I awoke. I found myself. I found myself. I'm in the Italian to see if it's the same verb. Rupemi l'altro sonno nella testa. I found myself. 
It says, Sicchio io mi riscossi come persona che per forza desta. E l'occhio riposato intorno mossi, dritto, levato e fisso riguardai. I'm Marco, you can really, you know, criticize me for this terrible Italian accent. Yeah, mi trovai. But it's mi trovai, not mi ritrovai, which is, I think, what it was in Canto 1. With, like, I like was finding myself along the journey of our life. Yeah, mi ritrovai. Mi ritrovai versus mi trovai. Hmm. I found myself versus I, like, I... woke to myself or... Yeah. Basically, and well, and in this translation, it says, I awoke from the deep sleep that drugged my mind, startled the way one is when shaken out of sleep, which to me kind of seems like I awoke from sleep the way that people wake up from sleep. Which I just did because I just took a nap. So I actually was preparing for this canto even without knowing it. In your slumber. Okay, so let's go into the first circle of the abyss. Oh my God. Down there, to judge only by what I heard, there were no whales, but just the sounds of sighs. <sighs> more like <sighs> rising and trembling through the timeless air the sounds of sighs of untormented grief burdening these but they're not tormented they're just kind of sad <sighs> kind of burdening these groups diverse and teeming made up of men and women and of infants very gender binary world then the good master said you do not ask what sort of souls are these you see around you now you should know before we go on farther, they have not sinned, but their great worth alone was not enough, for they did not know baptism, that's capitalized, which is the gateway to the faith you follow. And if they came before the birth of Christ, they did not worship God the way one should. I myself am a member of this group. For this defect, and for no other guilt, we here are lost. In this alone we suffer, cut off from hope, we live on in desire." Okay, that fucking sucks. Okay, but think about it. The early church fathers had to come up. Like, people in church were not listening to sermons. Their minds were chirping, as Lucy and I like to say. And probably one of the things that they were contemplating was the logical inconsistency of you either having to be Christian and be saved or not be Christian and be damned. But then, but like, so the religion is this eternal thing, but then Christianity, like, as a socially instantiated order, actually just only happens after the birth of Christ. So you have a bunch of like pagans before that where are they gonna go like you have to come up with limbo or the first circle is that where we, we're in limbo this we're in where we're in limbo mm. well i guess in that way it makes sense that there are infants that he specifies that they're infants here because right one of the main functions of limbo or like of this kind of like in between is if you have a baby in the middle ages and it dies as many babies did before it's baptized then your baby is basically going to hell, according to Christianity. Well, but then they changed that, apparently. Well, yeah, right? but then they basically made this thing where, like, okay, your baby isn't in hell, but it's also not in heaven. Yeah, yeah it's in limbo. It's in limbo. Crazy. Like, here, but that that's why it so, sort of makes sense that he's, like, men and women and infants. And infants, exactly. Because that's, oh, like, what this is interesting. for. interesting, right. Okay. So, and Virgil himself is in limbo, right? right. He says, I'm, I'm a member of this group. Um, and they didn't sense, they had no other guilts, but only this defect. Okay. Mm. The words I heard weighed heavy on my heart to think that souls as virtuous as these were suspended in that limbo and forever. Tell me, my teacher, tell me, oh, my master, I began, wishing to have confirmed by him the teachings of unerring Christian doctrine. <laughs> Did any ever leave here through his merit or with another's help and go to bliss? And he who understood my hidden question answered, 
I was a novice in this place when I saw a mighty lord descend to us who wore the sign of victory as his crown. He took from us the shade of our first parent, of Abel, his good son, of Noah too, and of obedient Moses who made the laws, Abram the patriarch, David the king, Israel with his father and his children, with Rachel, whom he worked so hard to win. Okay, but what about his other wives? What the fuck? (laughs) And many more he chose for blessedness. And you should know, before these souls were taken, no human soul had ever reached salvation. Okay, I think that's really interesting because last week in our podcast... We talked about Rachel. We talked about Rachel and we were like, how the frick is Rachel in heaven if she was a pagan? Right. Basically, before anybody She's went to... She's not a pagan, but she was Jewish. But she was, or she was like part of the Israelite... But she was a pagan, pre- right? Because she wasn't Christian. 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 Well, <laughs> but Jews aren't really pagans. What are they? They're just non-Christians. They're They're like pre-christians okay interesting because pagan often specifically refers to non-monotheistic religions oh and jews are monotheists they're just not christian okay okay actually that's interesting we're gonna see that foreshadows some other stuff okay okay but um what i think well i wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) okay what i think is really interesting about this is that he says before anybody was taken into paradise into salvation or you know probably hell either like paradise there's nobody there Everybody's on earth, like all the souls are, the dead souls are still on earth. Nobody's in hell. And then Jesus comes down and descends and takes out of, sorry, there are people in hell already and there are people in limbo, but nobody's in heaven. And Jesus comes down and saves the, you know, Abrahamic patriarchs and brings them to heaven. And then only after that can normal people go to heaven. Mm. So it's kind of like this time away from time, like Mm. this sort of. So I guess this is also, this is during the three days. That's why, maybe that's why, so okay, you know how Jesus dies Mm -hmm. on Friday? Mm -hmm. Crazy that there are days of the week, (laughs) but um, (laughs) he dies on Friday and then he's in, he's, he like is dead for three days because they counted inclusively, which doesn't make any sense, but he's dead for Friday, Saturday, and he comes up on Sunday. So he basically, where did he go? He goes to the underworld. Oh. So Jesus, that's what he's doing here. That's when he went down and got them all. Okay, did Dante make that up or is that in the Bible? No, that's, well, it's in the like Christian, like I want to say Christian Midrash, but it's not Midrash because <laughs> that's like a Jewish, the Jewish commentaries, but that's like part of the Christian mythology. What the actual fuck? It's called Jesus's harrowing of hell. That's wild. Where he goes, well, he goes down and he gets all the pair patriarchs, which I guess is what's what? happening here. That's so like, but then he also does all this other stuff in hell that I don't remember okay where he goes and like he like disrupts all the like monsters and weird shit that happens in hell and he's like i'm jesus <laughs> and wh- wh- how does it describe him he's like he's mighty lord descend to us who wore, who wore the, the sign, sign of victory, victory as, as his crown. crown but it's like if jesus was already like but, always okay existed, is the sign of victory as his crown the crown of thorns that he was crucified oh, with yeah probably so wacko so wacko. christianity's crazy so he goes down and he's like oh all of my ancestors ha ha, ha, ha. so our first parent that's adam abel his good son his good son but not cain because cain was the first murderer was the first murderer because he murdered noah abel yeah noah but actually okay noah who lived 950 abel, years abel it, it doesn't say it doesn't say anything about seth okay seth is the third Who's son seth? He's this third son of Adam and Eve. Okay. And he's the one that Jesus actually descended from. Oh. Which is kind of wacko that he's not mentioned here. I th- oh. I'm pretty sure we can check that. Okay, Seth. To look up. Seth. 
Okay. And then Moses is obedient, who made the laws, because he was yeah. the one who went up on Mount Sinai and got and the laws. And got the tablets with the Abraham, so is Abraham descended from Moses? So Abram, no, these are all in, like, not in order. So Abram is the name that Abraham had before Abraham. He was called Abram. He was born in Ur, the city Ur. of Ur. <laughs> Ur. And God was then like, no, no, your name isn't Abram. Your name is Abraham because you obey me and your wife's name is going to be Sarah, not Sarai. Mm. So that's Sarai Abr- Abram. Really I know, me too. Abram the patriarch. So it goes like Adam and, Adam Eve, and Eve first. Then Abel and Cain and presumably Seth. Okay, but maybe he's not in there. <laughs> then blah, blah, blah. Some generations. I think like 14 generations. And then Noah. And then Abraham. And then... And then David. Um, and Israel? Well, Abraham has... Jacob is his son. Oh, with the... No, sorry. Mul- Abraham multicolored has... coat. No, 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 no. No. So Abraham, you got Abraham, who marries Sarai. Whose name... Their names are changed. Changed Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Then... Then so Sarah's like... Toast. Then Sarah's really old, and they're like, oh, we're not having any kids. Ha ha. So he marries Hagar, right? Well, he sleeps with Hagar. Oh, right. Who is Sarah's, like, maid or enslaved handmaiden and they have ishmael and then sarah does get pregnant because these angels show up and are like sarah will get pregnant and sarah laughs and then she names her son <laughs> laughter she's what? like and sarah laughed it's like in the bible she laughed because she's this old lady who's like <laughs> i'm not gonna have any kids but she's like Ooh, i just had sex yeah, yeah. and then she does like have a kid. lonely lonely island <laughs> video I just had had sex. Sex. oh there are people outside and, uh, and it felt so, so good. good. Yeah, so good. Sorry, That's continue. Sarah. And she's like, <laughs> She's like, woo, I'm 102. Basically, she was 91. She's like, When she had giant. Isaac, okay. whose name means la- laughter, Yitzhah, oh. is related to the word for laughter in Hebrew. But then Sarah's like, okay, well, now I have a son. So Ishmael and Hagar, you can just, like, get out. So they go away. <laughs> they get exiled. And they're about to die in the desert. But an angel shows up and is like, Hagar actually you're important and ishmael is important and ishmael goes on to be the ancestor of muhammad what yeah okay also abraham has that whole thing sorry is this getting too off topic no who cares so abraham has that whole thing where god is like go sacrifice your son oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. and he's like okay isaac isaac well is it isaac because in the quran it's ishmael oh well it doesn't specify which son it is hmm but in muslim tradition it's often taken to be ishmael Okay. Anyway, anyway, okay, so we've got Abram, David the king. So Abram, then Israel is the other name for Jacob, who's the grandson of Abraham, who's okay. married to Rachel, Leah, and then sleeps with their handmaids, Zilpah and Bilhah. <laughs> okay. Bilhah? And they have, he has 12 sons and one daughter, Dina. Hmm. Um, so hey, these are does, basically all of these. Where does King David come from? So King David is after Moses. Okay, this is not an order. No, it's definitely not an order. Like, it goes from Adam to Abel, then it skips over um, to Noah, Noah, then to Abram. Then, then you got to skip Moses, then go Israel. to Abram, then Israel, then go back to Moses, and then David. Okay, very good. Um, and so basically, there, it's just like, a, it's like a name drop. Total name drop. Total name drop. But it's also kind of like, woohoo, Christianity actually does make sense. Yeah, it's definitely a huge, like, apologia for Christianity. It is. Of, like, 
Well, yeah. this book is just fanfic of the Bible. As it's we literally discussed. just fanfic of the Bible. Should we continue? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We did not stop our journey while he spoke, but continued on our way along the woods. I say the woods, for souls were thick as trees. What the fuck? Crazy. We had not gone too far from where I woke when I made out a fire up ahead, a hemisphere of light that lit mm. the dark. We were still at some distance from that place, but close enough for me to vaguely see, sorry, for me vaguely to see that honorable souls possess that spot. O oh, glory of these sciences and arts, who are these souls enjoying special honor, dwelling apart from all the others here? And he to me. The honored name they bear that still resounds above in your own world wins heaven's favor for them in this place. And as he spoke, I heard a voice announce... Now let us honor our illustrious poet. His shade that left is now returned to us. And when the voice was silent and all was quiet, I saw four mighty shades approaching us, their faces showing neither joy nor sorrow. Mm. Okay. Okay, so he's basically like, Virgil, who are all these people? And he's like, these these people were cool on Earth, so they get to hang out in this like place that just doesn't have God. It exactly. has everything else. Mm-hmm. Do they have like food? Do they have, is there, like, are there board games? Plumbing, you know? Yeah, Sanitation? what's going on here? I don't know, man. Um, the voice, I was like, who is the voice? Basically, we think the voice is Homer's voice. Why do we think that? You'll see. Okay. Okay. And also, what is the light that they're going towards? I, at first, I thought it was a trash can fire. That well, they're all, like, in hell. The light is the illumination of From, human Well, intellect. we're, we're going to oh, get sorry. But I think it's just funny just to imagine... Well, we'll see who it is. Okay, okay. Okay, you keep spoiling. Sorry! Okay, then my good master started to explain. Observe the one who comes with sword in hand, leading the three as if he were their master. Oh, it is the shade of Homer. <laughs> Sovereign poet. <laughs> and coming second, Horus, the satirist. Ovid is the third, and last comes Lucan. Since they all share one name with me... The name you heard resounding in that single voice. They honor me and do well doing so. Which name do they share with him? Publius? The name of poet. Because oh, they're all poets. Okay, it's like Publius Homer. That doesn't really have the same ring. No, Pub- Publius is not a great name. <laughs> it's too Publius close to was, um, was Virgil's first name. What? We learned that in episode one, Elaine. I forgot. Oh. Okay. Publius. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my baby. What Publius. I think is really wild <laughs> about <for> sure. <laughs> that person is gonna get our beaten up dumped, on the playground. Like my name basically means light bulb in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> what does my name mean? Um, your name is probably just like Helen of Troy. They'd probably be like, eh, beautiful, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um. Okay. What I think is interesting about this is that Dante is sort of elevating him elevating poetry and saying that the four greatest pagan like people of science and letters were homer horace ovid and lucan who were all poets Mm. and so poetry is sort of a form of knowledge that like we should respect okay why are you saying that because basically these four people are like the ones that are in this castle like they're the ones who have castle as- access well they're okay all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> do you keep going ahead <laughs> sorry i prepped too much okay okay so i saw gathered there the nobles Readers, i'm on oh, your here's, side here's I why i think here's on. why i think so i saw gathered there the noble school of the master singer of sublimest verse who mm. soars above all others like the eagle homer 
And after they had talked a while together, they turned and with a gesture welcomed me. And at that sign, I saw my master smile. Greater honor still they deigned to grant me that welcomed me as one of their own group. So that I numbered sixth amongst such men. Okay, Dante. I know. Tooting own horn? Tooting own horn. (laughs) Basically, basically he's like, yeah, like, I saw the cool kids on the playground and then the cool kids were like, hey. Yeah, here. like, oh, you're and a poet? Then, oh, yeah, like, us too. We all have MFAs. We all went to Iowa. <laughs> you know, we're all just chilling. You're around this, like, trash can fire, which actually is a castle. And then... <laughs> Where's the castle? I don't know. You'll, you'll see. Okay, we haven't got to the castle yet. And then Dante is like, oh, yeah, and then they were like, come here. And they told me stuff, but I can't tell you. Okay, it's also really funny because Virgil... So I'm reading the Aeneid, which is my form Disclaimer. of prepping, prepping for this, which isn't really because it puts me to sleep, which is why I read it before bed. <laughs> but basically, I'm, sure Vir- it, uh, basically I'm reading it and Virgil is such a fanfic really? author. Like basically what happened last night in mm-hmm. the exciting times of my bed <laughs> is, Ooh, tell is, us that, more. is that they got to the island of Polyphemus, the Cyclops, mm. who... Um, who Odysseus blinds and they basically got there right after Odysseus left okay. but Virgil is writing this like you know hundreds of years after Homer right. so he's like he puts his hero in the same spot as Odysseus and then what they meet this guy who was like in Odysseus's crew but got left behind oh yeah cause... and he's like oh my god Odysseus was just here and he blinded Polyphemus we gotta go and Aeneas is like okay and so they all just leave but it's just Virgil being like oh yeah like like my characters in the same world it's like world building and like it's so That's so fanfic. like ripping off kind it's of so though. fanfic it's hilarious yeah so anyway it's funny that virgil is the guide here and homer is also chilling because homer probably when virgil got to the underworld homer was like okay so i see what you did here you've well, um you know it's a little derivative it, you know <laughs> the, the need is pretty derivative I, mean, I don't know if dante would have gotten into iowa well okay Iowa is separate. None of these guys okay, would have gone into Iowa. I would have been like, there's way too much plot happening here. <laughs> we want you to focus on a single coffee cup in a cafe. Okay. And they would have been like, what's they a cafe? They would have been like, swords? And Iowa would be like, no. They would have been like, a cup of mud, like, by the time. <laughs> um, I think something that's interesting here is that Homer, like, Dante didn't actually read Greek. Because at that time, Homer mm. hadn't been translated. And wasn't, like, the only Homer that was available was Homer in Latin that other people had written about. So, like... He's just sort of saying, like, Homer, the best sovereign poet, but he's never actually read him in Greek. He might have read translations. Hmm. Um, and, like, other, like, Aristotle probably talked about Homer, maybe? Question mark? I don't actually remember. Dante loves Aristotle, so he might have gotten it from there. All right. We walk together towards the shining light, discussing things that here are best kept silent. As they were there, most fitting for discussion. Okay, what? so Dante's like, I can't tell you what. Okay, I you know talk what? To them about. You know what writers do when they can't actually think of things that are smart enough for these people to they're say. They're just like, oh, it's they're taboo. just like, oh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what they said. And then you're like, what? Yeah, it's wow, Dante, cop out. Because honestly, if Dante, Dante's already taking a huge risk by making Virgil one of his main characters. Yeah, why? Because in, in the sense you're that... putting words into like the mouth of this great poet, so the great poet must be really eloquent. Oh, it's like when people like in that book by um that book you hated, that you were reading forever. Jo- the jo- translator by Joseph by John Crowley. Crowley. John Crowley. Sorry. Yeah, and remember how the whole thing was about um like poetry? Like yes. he had to write all these amazing poems in order to 
write, write about the poems. Well the, well, the book was about a very famous Russian poet, but then he had to right. include some of this fictional poet's poetry. Right, so in order to write about a great poet, you have to actually be a really good poet yourself. Which John Carley is, and he should have just like written a book of poetry and not yeah. written a novel because it had no plot. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Well, she had a baby, right? Or like Who whatever. even cares? Okay. Don't okay. read the book. We hated it. <laughs> really bad reviews. We reached the boundaries of a splendid castle. Okay, here's the castle. Sorry, guys. That seven times was circled by high walls, defended by a sweetly flowing stream. Mm. We walked right over it as on hard ground. Through seven gates, I passed with those wise spirits, and then we reached a meadow fresh in bloom. There, people whose eyes were calm and grave, whose bearing told of great authority, seldom they spoke, and all was quietly. Then moving to one side, we reached a place spread out and luminous, higher than before, allowing us to view all who were there. So everyone who's in limbo. And right before us, on the lustrous green, the mighty shades were pointed out to me. My heart felt glory when I looked at them. Okay, before we get into who all these shades are, okay. two things that are interesting about this. Yeah. So they get to this castle that's encircled seven times by seven different walls, mm-hmm. and they have to pass through seven gates to reach the inside of the castle where, where all the other pagan virtuous people are living. Um, any ideas for why seven? Well, seventh heaven... Um... The seven, like the quadrivium and the trivium. Yes, that's oh, it. Oh, that's it. So according to, okay. um, what's his name? John Divi- D. John Sinclair. Sinclair. And also according to Mark Musa, the um, seven, this number seven it sort of represents the medieval um, liberal arts and like the medieval school curriculum. So the quadrivium huh. was music, arithmetic, geometry, and astronomy, basically numbers. Mm-hmm. And the trivium was grammar, logic, and rhetoric, mm-hmm. which were kind of like the building blocks of like knowledge. So fun fact, we are in Oxford right now. And if you go to the Bodleian library, like the actual physical library building, it has seven gates. It really? has seven doors. And each oh. of them is like scole philosophie. Or Scole Musicae. Mm. And these are all named after these specific things. Oh, oh there's someone from the Amazon with the mask. Oh, not for oh, us. It's not for us. Oh, bye. Sweet oh, okay. person. He looks um, very nice. I like his vest. The other the other thing that we could think, because remember, there's seven gates and seven walls. So the walls mm. could also represent the seven um, moral and moral virtues. Prudence, mm. justice, fortitude, temperance, intellect, science, and knowledge. I don't really know where that comes from, but it must be a medieval schematic. Well, there's seven virtues and seven sins. The seven sins being... Right. Being sloth. greed. Yeah, sloth, greed. Lust. Um, wait, I have to remember the Violence, order. anger. It's sloth, greed... Um, gluttony, gluttony, rage, uh, fear, no, lust, meekness, not fear, lust, meekness. envy, and pride. Nice. Um, okay, so they go through, thank you, thank you, Garth Nix. So they go through the, these gates and they reach a meadow fresh in bloom, which, um, we could take as being a symbol for like the sort of unfading natality or the unfading fruitfulness of the wisdom of these mm. great like authorities who are pre-Christian. Okay, so here we are on this lustrous green. Who's in the castle, you know? Who is it? Let's I don't know. Out. All right, here we go. There was Electra standing with a group among whom I saw Hector and Aeneas and Caesar. Whoa. Falcon-eyed and fully armed. Okay, Caesar. 
Okay. Um, I saw Camilla and Penthesilia. Uh, sorry, Penthesilia. Across the way, I saw the Latian king with Lavinia, his daughter, by his side. Okay. I saw... Do we want to go through who all these people are? Do we care? I mean, I think they're... It's really interesting. It is. So, Electra <laughs> okay. multi- means multiple people. But, so, there's, there's Electra, daughter of Agamemnon, who, like, is in love with her father. But this is probably not her. It's not, apparently. Apparently, oh. it's the daughter of Atlas. Yeah, okay. The mother of Dardanus and the Dardanus. founder of Troy. Yeah. Thus, her followers include all members of the Trojan race. So, basically, Electra is standing around with Hector... And Hector, Aeneas, Hector, oh, who's a Trojan, hottest. and Aeneas, who's descended from the tr- Trojan. Well, he's also Trojan. Oh, he's His also father, Anchises, is the cousin of Priam. Okay, and then Caesar, Julius Caesar, who founds Rome, is he descended from the Trojan? He's not. He doesn't found Rome, but he is an. He's like the precursor to the first. He's the last of the non-emperors. Julius Caesar proclaimed himself the first emperor of Rome. Yeah, but he like. But that wasn't really respected. That's why he was assassinated. Mm, okay, okay, okay. But he's important for Rome. Okay. Camilla, and remember that Remember that Caesar actually was quite recent to... Um, to Dante? Well, to Virgil. Mm. Because Virgil is writing in the time of Augustus, who is Caesar's successor. What Like, what time are we talking? Like That's eight? 34 BC. 34 BC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Okay, Camilla. Camilla's from the Aeneid, but I haven't She's to that daughter yet. of King Metabus, yeah. who was slain in fighting against the Trojans. Yeah. So she's just like an honorable person. Yeah. And Penthesilea. I'm supposed to know who she is, but I don't remember. Penthesilea was the glamorous queen of the Amazons who aided the Trojans against the Greeks. Oh, yes, yes. And was slain by Achilles. Achilles? No, I thought she was slain by Patroclus. According but, to okay, yeah, Achilles, Achilles during also the makes conflict. Sense. And then the Latian king, or the Latian king with Lavinia. He's, so Aeneas gets to Latium, which is modern-day Italy, mm-hmm. and he oh, has to Latium, make, Italy, like Latin. ancient Italian is Latin. Yes. And Lati- the, that I'm king, kidding about ancient Italian, that's a joke. Um, Lavinia is his daughter, and he marries his daughter to Aeneas when Aeneas is trying to, like, found Rome. Oh. Okay. What does the note say about her, though? Married to Aeneas... While founding Rome. The note says, um, okay, King Latinus commanded the central region of the Italian peninsula, the site where Aeneas founded Rome. He gave Lavinia to the Trojan conqueror in marriage. Yeah. Okay. There wasn't, their marriage apparently wasn't super loving. Yeah, I mean, that. Also, it's tough because like Aeneas brought his own kid already from Crusa, his Trojan wife. Yeah, that would have been kind of weird. Unless she was, like, really into kids, but... Yeah, but, like, if you don't have... If you're a queen and you don't have kids, like, you have no protection. Totally. Totally. Okay. I saw the Brutus who drove out the Tarquin. Lucretia, Julia, Marcia, and Cornelia. Off by himself, I noticed Saladin. Interesting. And when I raised my eyes a little higher, I saw the master sage of those who know... Sitting with his his philosophic family. Okay, that's gotta be... Aristotle. Aristotle. All gaze at him, all pay their homage to him. And there I saw both Socrates and Plato, each closer to his side than any other. Democritus, who said the world was chance. Diogenes, Thales, Anaxagoras, Empedocles, Zeno, and Heraclitus. I saw the one who classified our herbs. Lol. Dioscorides, I mean. And I saw Orpheus, Tully, Linus, Seneca the moralist, Euclid the geometer, and Ptolemy, geometer. Ptolemy. 
and Ptolemy. P is silent, kind of. <laughs> Ptolemy. <laughs> Hippocrates, Galen, Avicenna, and Averroes, who and made the commentary. Avicenna. I cannot tell them. I cannot tell about them all in full. My theme is long and urges me ahead. Often I must omit things I have seen. Wink, wink. The company of six becomes just two. My wise guide leads me by another way out of the quiet into tempestuous air. I come into a place where no light is. Is that the end of this canto? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's such a crazy assortment of people. So let's go through and... Because I think there's an interesting schematism here. Okay. So the first people he sees are the four great poets of antiquity. Yeah. Homer, Horace, Ovid, and Lucan, right? And... So, and then Virgil plus Dante, that makes six of them. And they're the sort of master singers of sublimest verse. They're poets, but they're also very wise men. Um, and Dante is kind of elevating the poetic art as something that could be seen as philosophy in this moment, according to secondary literature I read. Then after that, when he gets inside the castle, he sees other lustrous shades so he sees basically the people that were responsible for founding Troy. So Electra, Hector, Aeneas, and Caesar, who founds Rome, or is responsible kind of for that. He sees Camilla, again, who's a Trojan, and he kind of mixes the Trojan thing with the Roman thing. Mm-hmm. So all That's these founders. So we didn't talk about Brutus, Tar- Lucretia, Julia, Marcia, and Cornelia, and Saladin. But well, basically, Tarquin is the rapist of Lucretia. Yes. Um, but basically, the Lucretia, Julia, Marcia, and Cornelia were famous Roman wives and mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucretia was the wife of Colatinus, Julia the daughter of Julius Caesar, Marcia the second wife of Cato, um, and Cornelia the daughter of Scipio Africanus Major. So basically, they're just kind of like the matriarchs of 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 Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, Saladin was a distinguished soldier. Yeah, but that is okay. But the fact that he's including Saladin, who was, I think, Muslim, is crazy. Yeah, well, it says off by himself. I noticed Saladin. Yeah, but he's not really there. hanging out with like the founders. But of then Troy you get Rome. more Muslims. Avicenna and Averroes are both Muslim as well. But they were really well regarded apparently in the Middle Ages for their commentaries on Aristotle. They are, but like the fact that they're included in, like a in a Christian, Christian fanfic, like afterlife mm. among like the virtuous pagans in limbo. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of weird. Do you think that would have been shocking at the time? Well, I think it's pretty unusual because, as far as I know limbo like in medieval europe limbo was basically invented to Mm. um convince parents like this thing about the infants i was talking about earlier is really important i think for this Mm. can for this canto because limbo was kind of invented for parents of kids who died before they were baptized to know that their child wasn't being tortured Mm. Because, like, so many of your babies would die right. before they were baptized. Right. Um, so it's, like, this really harrowing thing that your kid has died, but also not only is your kid dead, but you imagine them in hell. So limbo is basically thought up by the clergy. I can't say particularly who. Yeah, the like to, to, like, comfort people mm. who um, think that their kid is being tortured in hell for mm. just having had the bad luck of dying mm. before they were baptized. Mm. So the fact that are, there are all these, like, adults, first of all, but also that these adults also include people who, like, 
in it's just weird right, like, like less than a century before dante was alive there were still like tons of crusades happening mm-hmm. like these are basically the enemy and they're in this place with like all of the good christian babies well but were they the enemy historically because for example like avicenna was you know lived from 980 to 1037 and avarose mm-hmm. lived from 1126 to 1198 so, like, mm. I think they could be historically well-regarded. They're definitely... I mean, right? I think they're well-regarded, the but they're not... They're not Christian. But they're not Christian. Mm. And that, to me, is really shocking that they would be in... Like, well, Dante is basically elevating them to the status but of... But the only way he can get away with that is because they were regarded academics. Right, or exactly. So, like, exactly. Saladin's a soldier, right? Then he goes into the Greek philosophers. So, Socrates and Plato, Diogenes, Thales, da 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 All these people who founded philosophy and science... Then he goes into, like, Dioscorid, who classified our herbs. I don't know what that really means. Um, And then lists some more, like, Greek natural scientists. And Averroes and Avicenna are only included because, like, they were physicians and philosophers. Right, but that's really significant. It's because Dante is basically saying, like these people are smart hmm. which is like how why a lot of like the reason that you can justify going on a crusade to take all their lands is because you're like they haven't seen the truth but if you're relying on them to preserve the texts mm. of aristotle like that you actually have to admit that they have done good that they are like intellectually strong have reason yeah and it's much harder to wage war on people once you realize that they're really intelligent and Mm. like have profound internal lives and like yeah actually this is this theme is something that secondary literature that i read about this canto has picked up on Mm. and basically that at the time it was a little bit shocking that these like greek pagans would be in greek not pagans but these sort of these pre-christian greek illuminaries would be in um the limbo along with like muslim Mm. academics and intellectuals Mm -hmm. Um, it's also hilarious to me that Orpheus is in the same like tercet as Seneca like Seneca is someone we have a lot of records of Mm -hmm. as far as I know I'm not a classicist and then Orpheus is like a total mythological figure Orpheus is the one who goes to the underworld who's Orpheus Orpheus is this like singer soft boy (laughs) who like falls in love with Eurydice Mm -hmm. and then goes to the underworld he's one of the people who's gone to the underworld before and gone out alive but he goes mad well according to the sources not too good but he makes this deal with Hades that he can bring Eurydice back from the dead so he's like not real he's not real and he's with that's why I'm saying it's so hilarious that he's here with all these well, like who's Tully and Linus? Um, Tully was Marcus Tully Cicero oh my god Tully's like the coffee shop in Seattle celebrated orator writer and philosopher from rome and linus with it was a mythical greek poet who's credited with inventing the dirge but like mythical like we don't know who he is but tully wasn't tully wasn't mythical tully is cicero i guess oh tully is cicero right unless there's just multiple people with the name cicero so basically basically it's like myth myth cicero myth seneca yeah that is funny yeah weird um hippocrates is the guy who made the hippocratic oath yes galen is the one who made up the humors oh like the bile your black and yellow bile the humors yeah 
Yeah. And then Averroes is known, the, who made the commentary. That's on the Aristotle. great commentary on Aristotle. But Avicenna is also medically... So, like, Hippocrates, Galen, and Avicenna are all medical... Um, and then Euclid, the guys. geometer, yeah. and Ptolemy are both kind of known for their, math. like... Math and also astro- astronomy, like yeah. the Ptolemaic system, is yes. that where the Earth is the center of the universe? Yes. As opposed so, to the high sun. heliocentric. Heliocentric, right. Um, any other thoughts on this canto? It's literally just wild how many people he's, like, they're all just there, chilling. All just there. I think it's interesting that he includes some of these women. Lucretia, yeah. Julia, Marcia, Cornelia... Yeah. You know, but they're basically just like, they're only there because they birthed like Roman families. They're not, mm-hmm. and then everybody else is a man who is an academic. Yeah. Um, but cool. But he's, yeah, he's using a kind of wide variety of sources. Thank you for listening. Oh, is this the end? Oh, man. On to okay. five. All right. Bye. Bye, listeners.